If you pause for a moment, you may have no shortage of your own stories where an employee or leader acted without character. We must acknowledge that we are already dealing with internal character shortfalls in a very costly external way. Rather than investing in developing internal character, we're spending resources and money on trying to control it from the outside. Welcome to Integrators. It's a show about people and companies living out of their greater purpose and the character that it takes to make the journey. I'm Brent Fessler, and on today's show, we're gonna take a look at the cost of doing nothing. When we don't intentionally develop the character and integrate the purpose in our companies, we're already paying the price. Let's get ready to unpack that today on Integrators. I have personally asked over 100 companies how important character is by asking them to force rank these three things, skills, knowledge, and character in their companies. Now, as you might expect, many companies respond, and pretty quickly, I might add, they respond that character is the most important. Exactly how many companies, though, would you guess see it this way? Maybe half? Two-thirds? Well, in my informal research, I have yet to have a single company respond with anything but character being the most important thing in their company. Well, you might have a, well, duh, response to this revelation. Of course, character is important to companies. I mean, it's important to me too, you'd probably say. Remember, every part of our society depends on character. You can listen to episode one uh, in season one. Because character is so important, you would think that each of these companies was intentionally developing the character and the values of its stakeholders because it's so important, but they're not. Why aren't they? I think that's an important question to think about. But I'm only going to touch on maybe a a few reasons right now because I'd like to talk about the value of character in in this episode. But but here are some, some arguments that I've heard that are preventing some companies, maybe yours, from intentionally developing the character and values in their people. First, maybe developing character is just someone else's job. You know, aren't parents or... K-12 schools and and churches especially, aren't they supposed to be developing character? It's not my job. Or maybe developing character in an adult just isn't possible. Character, maybe it's just this fixed, concrete, static thing. And whatever character a person has, maybe you can develop it in childhood, but after that, you're stuck. And you can't and you won't change somebody else's character in his adult. Or maybe a third reason is, I just don't know how to develop character in an adult. Or perhaps developing character is just too messy. It's too costly. Or maybe this, I, I will have to compromise my business outcomes like 
profit or market share if I focus on values and broad stakeholder care. Or maybe this this last reason may not get stated, but I'm just too focused on the business right now, or I'm going through something, or I'm just surviving. And right now we're going through COVID and maybe, maybe you're saying, I just got to survive right now. I can't focus on doing something soft, like, like investing in and developing character or values, or I'm launching a new product, or I'm short staffed right now. We just don't have the, the manpower to do it. Take your pick, but maybe later we'll work on these things when it's a better time. You know, this isn't an exhaustive list. You might have your, your own reasons and your own companies or have heard things. Uh, but I want to point out that arguments like this, whether conscious or unconscious, these arguments, they keep companies from investing in what they say is more important than anything else. You know, sales and, and economic theory tell us that a decision to buy anything It isn't made until the benefit of saying yes outweighs the cost. Or perhaps more importantly, the cost of saying no and doing nothing outweighs the cost of saying yes. So this is the first in a uh, a two-part series on the cost of doing nothing and, and the downside when character breaks down or purpose is lacking. The second part is going to be on the the uh, the returns and the value that have been demonstrated when companies intentionally focus on developing character and integrating purpose. Together, I hope these two episodes they illuminate the benefits of investing in values and purpose integration enough to tip that cost benefit equation for you, inspiring you to invest. Now, when I go work in the garden, before I focus on nurturing the desirable plants, I first spend time pulling the weeds that choke out the good ones. So before we look at the fruits of character in the next episode, let's look at the weeds when character fails. What is the cost to our company when someone on our team has a lapse of character. Now, if you pause for a moment, you may have no shortage of your own stories where an employee or leader acted without character, damaging your your company's performance and reputation and maybe even damaging people's lives. And it could be something small like a a few percentage points of, of shrinkage Uh, in your inventory, or it could be something big like Enron. These lapses of character inside your company, they're damaging. They cost real dollars in lost inventory, lost business, um, lost productivity, and even lawsuits or bankruptcy. Often our approach to Mitigating these lapses in character is to add external controls. Things like, you know, more frequent audits, additional security, 
or, or access restrictions. You know, whatever the solution, it it is often quite costly and inefficient and intrusive and just plain old distrusting. You know, when we when we respond this way, this is an external response to an internal issue. We must acknowledge that we are already dealing with internal character shortfalls in a very costly external way, rather than investing in developing internal character. We're spending resources and money on trying to control it from the outside. Now, I'm not advocating for zero controls, of course, but think about this. In general, the amount of external control is inversely proportional to the amount of character in our teams or in our stakeholders. You know, in, in other words, if there's low character, you're gonna have to have a lot of external controls. But when you've got a team that has very strong internal character, you won't need so much external controls. You know, a, a corporate culture that lacks character will require more external controls. This is the same issue that America's founders faced. If we are to move from this oppressive external government to a free self-government, our people must have virtue. You know, Benjamin Franklin, he famously said that only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. And so as nations or as companies, this is still part of his quote, as nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters, or in other words, controls. Now, lack of controls, it doesn't mean lack of accountability. In fact, there's more responsibility and accountability in a trusting organization with fewer controls because responsibility is now transferred from a policy or regulation to a person's character. You know, at Hallmark University, where I used to serve as president, we built a character formation program designed to develop traits like integrity, stewardship, service. And, and at this university, uh, we happen to use a self-serve honor system vending service where students and staff, they select items from open shelves and unlocked coolers, and then they use a self-checkout system. Uh, there's no staff there overseeing and, and no employees that are overseeing this this system. It's, it's completely on the honor system. Now, it's interesting. The vending company reports that this university has about half the shrinkage of vending locations at other universities. Huh. Greater attention to character, fewer controls, less shrinkage. I've got a friend who is an entrepreneur and he was sharing his own story with me earlier this month. And, and one of his product leads requested a, a special COVID rate and deferred payments for a new prospect company. Uh, this was something that they were doing for uh, some other customers as, as well. Uh, it's been really hard on a lot of companies and they wanted to be able to serve and support uh, these companies really in, in one of their hardest times. But as they reviewed this particular situation, they determined 
this this prospect company did not qualify, and uh, they declined to extend any special pricing to them. Now, a few weeks later, uh, an invoice review revealed that work had been performed and even third-party services purchased for this customer. Somebody completely disregarded uh, her supervisor's decision. And further investigation revealed that the prospect company was owned by uh, this lady's son. So real dollars, company resources were lost. And, And now there's this additional expense of replacing the misbehaving team member. You know, character lapses, they hurt. Now consider your own company or organization. What is your ratio of control to character? You know, do you, do you feel like you're having to control lots of character lapses? Where, where are you investing? Are you investing more in establishing more controls um, than you are in investing in character? How, how often do you have to separate from an employee for skills deficiencies versus character deficiencies? If you're like most of the companies that I talk with, they say they separate many more times with uh, an employee for character deficiencies than they do for skills deficiencies. Many of them say, you know, I don't remember the last time I actually had to separate from somebody because they couldn't do the job. It's always been for these character issues. So we're already spending significant money on controls and and spending on, on turnover. And we're spending on other costs due to character gaps. Maybe this is enough by itself for you to take a close look at your own organization and and looking at how you might invest more in the character and the values of your stakeholders. Yeah, now that we've briefly looked at the cost side of character, in the next part of this uh, two-part series, we are going to examine the value side. And in the meantime, Maybe jot down a few instances where character lapses cost you. They're in your mind right now. But but try this. Try to put a dollar value to each instance. You know, maybe there's a lawsuit. You know, l- lawsuits can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or maybe there is significant rework on, on your product and you were out uh, lots of materials and, and lots of time and, and maybe it cost you a, a customer. Maybe you've lost inventory just from shrinkage or maybe you've, you've lost nearly everything because of a costly partnership dissolution. And look at just the cost of character lapses. Maybe, maybe these have already tipped the cost benefit equation for you. Yeah, but if not, Stay tuned to the next episode. We're going to talk about the benefit and the value side of character. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on the cost of character, and we look forward to being with you again soon. 
To help you develop character in your teams wherever you live, check out the resources on our website at integrators.com. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-E-A-T-E-R-S dot com. Subscribe to our blog and this podcast and follow us on social media to stay up to date with free workshops and other free content coming your way. And you can also schedule a time on our website for us to come work personally with your teams. And Integrators is a production of Livingstone Studios. I'm Brent Fessler. Love God, love others, and build on purpose.